Greetings, greetings once again to all my enemies and all my friends. That's right, it's the Weekly Worldview, and I'm your host, Doug McBurney. Welcome back. It's the show where we don't take calls. We don't tolerate sponsors, but we do help you focus on the events of the week through the lens of original thought. And we have another week and more attacks from our enemies. We have three troops killed, three U.S. troops killed in Jordan today. Let me see here. Is it Jordan? Is it Iraq? Is it Syria? How many bases do we have in the Middle East? I had to look that up. I didn't realize we had 10 U.S. bases in northern Syria and two air bases. I was not aware of the... But um, anyway, uh, three U.S. troops were killed on Saturday in Jordan. Biden says, we know the attack was carried out by radical Iran-backed Militant groups operating in Syria and Iraq. Are there any other kind of Iran-backed militant groups except the radical kind? Iran is a radical government. It's not even a government. It's a criminal gang that sees the government, just like all other socialists and communists. They're all perverted criminal gangs that seize the government and cowardly Western democracies, for whatever reason, have allowed them to seize governments for my entire life. And it's, it's like the bill is coming due. You can't let the criminally insane, pervert, communists, thieves, seize governments. Because eventually they seize your government. And in this case, Iran has killed three American troops. Listen to what Joe Biden has to say. Jill and I join the families and friends of our fallen and Americans across the country in grieving. Do you want to vomit? What is that? First of all, he, he equates the guys who got blown up with all Americans. So it's as if, like, Joe, where's your head at? And, 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 and another thing, Joe, before you start grieving... Could you remember that you're our commander-in-chief and avenge the blood of our soldiers on the heads of our enemies? You old woman? How embarrassing is this? So, oh, 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 Joe Biden, who, believe it or not, is the president of the United States, which, if America survives this, I, I, we could survive almost anything. Um, listen to what, here's Biden says, he called the attack, quote, Despicable and wholly unjust. Un unquote. That's the commander in chief of the United States military. Hey, Joe, the troops are in a war zone. We, the, the, we have military bases in a foreign country in the middle of a war zone. Uh, Iran has been shooting at us for about four months. And we started shooting back, I, I think, maybe three weeks ago. Joe, it's a war. That we're in over there. So uh, soldiers killing other soldiers in a war is not despicable and unjust. It's war. And Joe, you just lost a battle. 
Now, could you go win one? Do you, does anyone have any clue? Does anyone even notice that the people entrusted with defending our nation don't even know what a war is? They basically think that it's, uh, I don't know, it's like a bank robbery. It's, it's unjust. It's despicable. It's like robbing an old, a purse snatching an old lady. If someone stole Joe, Joe's purse, that would be despicable and unjust. But for Iranian soldiers to kill our soldiers is war. But I have, a, I have a, an interesting bit of news to put up against the Iranian military. The Iranian military's a body count this past weekend can barely match the body count in one American family home on any given weekend. Out in Los Angeles, uh, there was a murder-suicide in Granada Hills over the weekend. Police forced entry into the home. And a survivor in the house directed them to three dead bodies. A man and two women. Police later found another man who was dead of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. He is believed to have shot the others. So in America, one guy can take out more Americans than the entire Iranian military apparatus over an entire weekend. Now, that's not good news, but it is what it is. So, and I, what more do I have to say about that? You won't hear anything more about this story, by the way, in the, in the, in the week to come. The murder-suicide in L.A. because there's probably seven or eight of them. In, there's one in every me major metro area every week like this. Multiple people. Someone kills them, kills themselves. So who can even keep track? They'll keep track of the, of the military guys who get blown up in Iraq because there's some political hay to be made there. But the blood running in the streets of America... So, well, nobody's keeping track of that because there's too much and nobody can. Um, the Houthis tacked another commercial vessel. This is from earlier in the week. There was another one on Saturday where they actually hit the thing and set it on fire. I was going to introduce this story as the weekly Marxist humiliation story against America uh, via Barack Obama and his puppet Joe Biden and all the other bureaucrats. And perverts a pile the top of the, the the criminal cult that has seized civilization, um, but that but then the Iranians actually killed some troops and that story took. This is just the Houthis continuing to attack commercial shipping and and they hit a ship and set it on fire. They shot at a ship earlier in the week and missed, and then over the weekend, since we didn't vaporize their launching pads, they they eventually hit a ship and. They'll hit another one, and they'll kill some more Americans. And um, meanwhile, from the war and treason file, we have a report from, from the Gulf of Aden. Two U.S. Navy SEALs who went missing have been declared dead. The SEALs were on a raid. They were raiding a ship carrying illicit Iranian-made weapons to the Houthis. And, uh, oh, we were given the story that one, one, see what happened was we were on a midnight raid and one of the sea, one of the seals fell into the ocean during the boarding of the other ship. And then another seal went in to try to save him and then they both end up dead.
Okay, I'm not buying that story. I don't believe that. I don't believe that's what's hap- what happened. How, why don't I believe that? Because during the mission, other SEALs seized Iranian-made missile components. They seized propulsion, guidance, warhead. They seized a bunch of stuff off this ship. And so what that tells me is there was resistance when the SEALs tried to board the ship. There was a firefight and two SEALs were killed. But Joe Biden and the rest and and Void Austin and the rest of the girls atop the Defense Department, they would rather have them fall into the sea because it really looks bad if... uh, so they don't even know. They, they don't even care. Anyway, I don't believe that two seals, one seal fell into the ocean, the other one tried to save him, and they both died. No, that didn't happen. When one seal falls into the ocean and another tries to save him, then he saves him. And then the other, the other seals save them. So there's a lot more to this story. But anyway, we got two dead seals, and now we got three more dead soldiers in Jordan. Well... You know, Cicero said that uh, a nation can survive fools and the ambitious, but not treason from within. And this, along with the border, it's, it's obvious to me that this is, uh, the, the nation's been seized by, by traitorous enemies. And, uh, well, but let's not, let's not dwell on that because that's not going to end pretty. It's not going to end comfortably. It's, but it is going to come to an end, one end or another. Um, either the patriots or the treasonous enemies will emerge victorious at some point. And we will cover it all here. Meanwhile, from the ignominious file, for the better part of the past five years, the grandchildren of the people who put a man on the moon and the grandchildren of the people who launched Sputnik. We've all been trying to get back to the moon because, well, I don't know why. Because I, Grandpa already did that. But we're trying because we probably need a boost to our self-esteem. And you remember that... Uh, America's lunar mission ended in failure a week, three weeks ago, recently. Everybody just stopped talking about it because, oh, it turns out it's not going to work. So instead of raking anyone over the coals or anybody getting fired, everybody just dropped the fact that we couldn't even get an unmanned lander on the moon. Grandpa, he walked on the moon, strutted up and down on it. We can't even hit the thing. Well, the Japanese managed to hit it. Last week, a couple weeks ago, uh, Japan's space agency's smart lunar lander successfully touched down on the moon January 20th, making history. So how is that making history? I I guess because it's Japan, but I mean, how many lunar landers have landed on the moon? So anyway, but you know, you got to get what you can take when you're a, a, a weak and sapped, spent stone generation who can barely keep your act together. And so the Japanese hit the moon and the landing was successful, but unfortunately it appears that the lander landed on its head instead of its legs. Its legs are sticking up in the air and its solar panels are pointed toward the lunar surface, not the sun. And so it's upside down, just to put it simply. And its solar panels can't get any energy from the sun because, yeah, it's upside down. 
So I wonder if there's uh, I wonder if there's DEI programs or or legalized marijuana in Japan, because I that's what I blamed America's lunar mission catastrophe. Well, not catastrophe, but embarrassment. That's what I blamed it on was DEI and potheads. Well, I don't think they have any of that in Japan. So I'm not sure why they landed the thing upside down. It's just, uh, you know, maybe it turns out what grandma and grandpa did 60 years ago was actually pretty darn impressive, right? (laughs) This is yet another indication that the grandchildren are proving unable to stand on the shoulders of their forefathers. And that's just sad to watch. Um, But we'll soldier on. Um, Let's see. uh, uh, That's if we don't die in a plane crash. Let's see our latest update. This is going to be another running joke. I mean, it'll only be a running joke until a bunch of people are incinerated on an airplane. Then it won't be funny anymore. But last week, a New York-bound flight was canceled before takeoff when a passenger spotted screws missing from the plane's wing. That's right. A British traveler named Phil said, Hey, what's up with the screw-o's? Shouldn't there be screws in those? And, well, uh, engineers came out and checked the flight and said, Cancel this flight. <laughs> thanks, Phil. <laughs> Everyone on the plane is like, Thanks, Phil. So they canceled the flight. Uh, because Phil spotted uh, missing screws. And then in Delta, on a Delta plane flying out of Atlanta, it lost its nose tire as it tried to take off. This was last Saturday. Uh, but uh, but don't worry, because all the planes have at least two of those nose tires. Some of them even have four. You know, just in case something were to happen to one of them, like it falls off. So... And one fell off, which, by the way, they're not supposed to fall off. The, the, the reason they have two or four is not because it's okay for one to fall off. It's, it's actually a bad thing. Uh, so for the sake of a spare tire and a guy named Phil, we made it another week without the inevitable airline catastrophe that will expose further the treacherous, malignant cancer upon the body politic. It's the Weekly Worldview, and I am your host, Doug McBurney. We move on from the, uh, the impending catastrophe in airline safety to, uh, well, let's go to Canada, the widespread tyranny file. It's tragic what's happened to Canada, tragic to watch them descend into godless tyranny, but most of them are getting what they deserve. Uh, This past week, a Canadian court ruled that Justin Trudeau was not justified. Eh? That was when he used uh, sweeping powers to break up the, what he called, illegal and dangerous protest blockades. That's, you remember, that's what the that's what the alternative right-wing media called the Freedom Convoy's protest. You remember that? So the court has now ruled against Trudeau. Listen to this headline. Judge rebukes Trudeau for not justified use of Emergencies Act. Man, try to read that and make your head hurt. 
That doesn't make any sense. Anyway, let's get to the story. Uh, Justice Rich up there in Canada uh, declared that Trudeau's move was unreasonable, right? Um, And an infringement of Canada's Charter of Rights and Freedoms, eh? There you go. And so you'll remember back in February 2022 at the height, not the height, it was we were actually over the hump of the highest levels of COVID hysteria. But Canada just wouldn't stop. They just wouldn't stop because Trudeau was drunk and uh, drunk on power and just a maniac. And he just wouldn't stop. And the truckers, uh, they they occupied Ottawa. Remember, they blocked they blockaded the U.S. border and prevented imports and. So you, you remember, I remember. So the thing is, I had a hard time cheering the uh, convoy, although I'm sure I supported it to some degree because I support liberty and I support people standing up to tyrants. But I also knew that the, 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 the trucker convoy, not unlike the, the farmer protests happening in Europe, in Holland and Germany and France, all the farmers, this is just all the people in the Western democracies who never had a word to say while the slaughter and molestation of their children and grandchildren was going on right in front of their eyes in their own neighborhoods. And then they finally decide to take a stand when it's them being inconvenienced. So forgive me if I can't throw in wholehearted and wave the flag. You're, you're getting what you deserve. When you allow your own children and grandchildren to be slaughtered and molested in front of your face, and you can't be bothered to stand up against the tyrants who are doing it to you because they've convenienced you with lots of entertainment, plenty of money and food and drugs and whatever, movies and all the crap, you've been just despicable. And then finally, you can't get your potatoes at the right price. You decide you're going you're gonna to march on the government. All right. Cry me a river. You, all right. I'll just leave it at that. <clears throat> um, from the uh, 2024 election interference file, because that's a big story, you know. The election interference 2024 is going all the way back. Smartmatic and Dominion and and the Kraken and all the stories that all, of all the different machinations around the election. Guaranteed clickbait. I've avoided most of it. Although I do find some of it entertaining. And of course, if you've listened to the show, you know that I believe it's fairly obvious that the 2020 election was stolen in front of God and everybody in broad daylight. I mean, except for what they did behind curtains and at night. The rest of it was done in broad daylight. <laughs> All right. Now, what's going to happen in 2024? That's the big question. Are they going to drop aliens on us? Are they going to start World War III? Are they going to release another pathogen? What's going to happen? Are they going to start a civil war? Well, let's go to Texas. Could this be the catalyst? Asks the author at the Natural News for the next civil war. The federal government warned Texas to cease and desist its efforts to protect the border, which is kind of odd that the federal government would warn a state not to. That's kind of weird, right? Strikes you as odd. Strikes me as odd. They said that uh, Texas uh, should allow the Border Patrol into an area called Shelby Park, remove all barriers, and 
Uh, I'm sorry, and remove all barriers to access to the U.S.-Mexico border. So the federal government is ordering armed men to the border to cut the wire and let in the invaders. Texas is saying, you know what, we'd rather not have, we'd, we'd like to stop the invasion now. We've had about enough of this. And so Texas has armed men who took the park, occupied the park. I mean, it wasn't like a battle or anything. Just drove in there and parked and got out. But now there's other armed federal officials on the other side who haven't driven into the parking lot yet, and they have something of a dispute going. Uh, the, the, the federal government is uh, allegedly obeying an alleged decision by the alleged Supreme Court that says Texas has no right to defend itself. And Texas said, no, thank you. Uh, we're going to stay in Shelby Park, and we're not going to let the federal officials in to cut the wire. Thank you very much. Uh, numerous states are sending uh, resources to Texas to stand against the federal government. Okay. And, of course, we know it's only right-wing crazies and nuts who, who consider doing anything like that. And Texas implemented a, a law uh, by which they could arrest illegal aliens, which it's, that's kind of odd that you would need a law like that. It's like, we didn't have that already? Why were they called illegal aliens before that law? Okay, well, you know what? I don't want to. <clears throat> I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to beat them up too much. At least they did the right thing to say, "Hey, we should start arresting these guys." Um. Anyway, the law, though, allegedly is preempted by the supremacy clause of the Constitution, right? Because according to the Constitution, the federal government has the right to defend the federal border, and the border in Texas is a federal border. It's not just a state border. And so what Texas did is, well, would be illegal, except that the feds are, well, unless the feds were arrested and convicted of treason. And so that's the only way for Texas not to be breaking the law is if Texas actually arrested the, well, I, Mayorkas and maybe Joe Biden and maybe Barack Obama and the girls in the basement who are running the show, maybe they all need to be arrested. Texas needs to put them on trial, and if they were convicted of treason, Lord willing, and Lord willing they will be someday, well, if that happened, then what Texas did is, is not illegal. But as of right now, it's technically they're violating the supremacy clause of the Constitution. And so this has the potential to be a crisis. I have a feeling that people on both sides are too fat, rich, comfortable, and lazy to, uh, for it to actually come to blows. Um, I have a feeling they'll buy each other off. and so I don't trust any of them anymore. Uh, the guy in the wheelchair in Texas, I'm sorry, I'm not impressed. Yeah, yeah, we'll wait and see. Uh, meanwhile, the uh, the Texas military department, as at least as of Friday, says it will not allow the border patrol to enter Shelby Park, or cut the wire, or any of that. <clears throat> uh, by the way, the the left, uh, the uh, leftist Chief Justice John Roberts and Amy Any Comey Barrett. They sided with the insurrectionists against Texas and said Texas had no right to put up razor wire. None of the justices provided any explanation for their vote. Uh, because, well, they don't have to, first of all. They're the elite. And the case is not over. Um, all right. 
So, uh, hey, Lloyd Austin should arrest Joe Biden and uh, Mayorkas, whatever his first name, name is, Majorcus there. That's what should happen. But Lloyd Austin, oh, my goodness, don't even get me started. That's not going to happen. I mean, Texas is going to have to invade Washington, D.C. for anything to get settled properly. And uh, I, I, I'm not, uh, I don't think. Anyway, uh, could this be the election interference stratagem of Barack Obama and the girls in the basement who are actually running everything to, to, uh, to precipitate a shooting civil war? God, good luck. Doubt you could get anyone in America to arm up and... Yeah, right. They're, they're too busy smoking dope and playing video games to start to uh, defend the country against tyrants, maniacs, perverts, cults. Uh, all right. Meanwhile, and, and, and well, I'll leave it at that. Meanwhile, from the Cloward and Piven uh, file, that's right, uh, Denver Health is de declared itself in a crisis at a critical point. They say that they're turning away local residents because they're flooded with migrants. Migrants being what we used to call illegal aliens. That means people who we don't know who they are. We don't know where they came from. We know they broke the law to get into the country and then they show up at the hospital. And because of a law called, uh, I think I find the name of the law. There's a law that says any hospital that receives Medicare which is all of them, has to give anyone any medical care at any time, basically no questions asked, including emergency and emergency room. You come in the emergency room with, that, with a sniffle, we have to help you because you've been shackled to the Medicare plantation. And so it turns out that if enough illegal aliens invade the country, eventually they will actually start collapsing hospitals. And it could be Denver Health is going to be the first one to go. And by the way, Denver Health is, if you live in Denver and you actually have a job and you make a, even a halfway decent, even if you have a minimum wage job, if you get sick, you don't go to Denver Health. The only way a person with a job ends up at Denver Health is if, if he's in a car accident. It's emergency. Yeah. Nobody goes to Denver Health because, first of all, you don't want to be shot and killed trying to get there. <laughs> and second of all, you don't want to catch typhoid in the waiting room <laughs> with everyone from Nicaragua and Bolivia and Ukraine. Who knows where? Oh, America. Yeah, well, yeah, well, they're in America now, right? Oh, and the homeless, forget, yeah, Denver Health is basically the hospital for the homeless and the illegals. So nobody in their right mind would actually go there unless you were dying. And so it is already the picture of a leftist utopia. It's a hellhole. And now it's on the verge of collapse. The CEO, Donna, says that the center's in a crucial moment due to unexpected costs associated with immigrants. Really? Huh. So Donna didn't expect there to be costs associated with the massive influx of millions and millions of immigrants. You didn't think that was going to affect Denver Health? For crying out loud, 90% of your patients 10 years ago were illegals. You didn't think they were all going to come, Donna? Where you been? Ah, Donna's probably DEI quota hire. She has no clue what's going on. She only knows they're going broke. 
So the health system is, according to Donna at Denver Health, it's overwhelmed. And it could be on the verge of some sort of collapse. Which, by the way, is just what is intended. If you've ever read about the Cloward and Piven strategy, I'm sure. Overwhelm the system. Create a crisis. And that gives the Marxists the opportunity to come in and fix the crisis. And so Denver Health... For, you know, if I was more of a conspiracy theorist, I would almost posit the idea that Denver Health was designed for this moment. It's been that bad for that long, Denver Health. All right, so, and then what, what happens in America when hospitals start collapsing? And Remember the fear at the beginning of COVID? Oh, the hospitals will be overrun and they'll collapse and then there will be riots in the streets. You remember all the hysterics? Well, here we are four years later, and you know what? Hospitals might actually start collapsing, but not because of a, a contagion, but because of an invasion. <laughs> so what's going to happen? Uh, maybe, this is, uh, maybe this is why we all end up voting from home uh, this, this coming November, because, you know, the migrants and the riots in the streets and the terrorists and all that. Who knows? Up, overturned cars and piles of tires burning. Who, who knows where we'll be by November? Should be an interesting year, though. Should be an interesting year. I have a number of friends of mine are convinced that there's going to be the release of another pathogen that's going to be very deadly. And um, so, so, okay, great. Thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> Another pathogen, <laughs> 10 times more communicable, 10 times more deadly. Okay, well, at least that would qualify as an actual epidemic, okay? Um, now, let's go here to the burn it all down file. Should we go to the burn it all down file? No, no. Before we burn it all down, let's take a break. It's the Weekly Worldview, and I am your host, Doug McBurney. Thank you for sticking with us. Now, on that note, we go to the burn it all down file, where leftist lawyers who work for the government up in Oregon, Multnomah County, the home of Portlandia, where everything smells like damp denim and pot smoke, the epicenter of the murder-suicide of Western civilization, Portland. Um, lawyers working for the government there have filed a lawsuit against Exxon, Shell, British Petroleum, and other global oil and gas producers claiming that the oil companies knew their fossil fuel products caused catastrophic harm uh, and that they're liable for a heat wave that struck Oregon in 2021, and they intend to uh, sue and, and, and like that. The, the lawyer's complaint made reference to the world's largest oil companies being taken to task here for all their ecological crimes. And, of course, reports in the left-wing media have have also mentioned the world's largest oil companies, saying that brave, courageous, young 
lawyers in Oregon are taking on big oil because that's that's almost as that's almost as good as taking on big tobacco or or um, making sure that there's uh, gender affirming care for all. <laughs> that's uh, but. What the left-wing media is leaving out is that there's one defendant in the case that's not being mentioned. It's called Space Age Fuel. It's an Oregon company that operates a chain of local gas stations in Oregon and just happens to transport fuel around the state from all of these other uh, big oil companies. Idealistic, young, brave lawyers who just want to take down big oil. Why would they go after Space Age Fuel, a little local company? Well, the reason Space Age Fuel is named is to keep the suit out of the federal courts and keep it in front of the state court judges who smell of damp denim and pot smoke and are much more likely to rule for the other communists. Because the communist conspiracy in and around Multnomah County is almost complete. Anyone who's not a part of the communist cult pile has already been purged from the government the courts everywhere in oregon and the last thing the communists want to do is lose lose control of the case in front of a federal judge who might have been appointed in oklahoma who might not be a homosexual pothead they want so they name this tiny company basically threatening to bankrupt this tiny uh i shouldn't say tiny company it's probably not a tiny company but it's still a local company they name them just, just to keep it in the uh, courts in front of the, uh, did I say denim? I meant plaid. <laughs> Have I been saying denim? Yeah. Of course I meant plaid. Everyone, when you think of Oregon, you think of plaid, damp, plaid, <laughs> pot smoke. So forgive me on that one. All right. So this tactic, this courtroom tactic reflects a broader emergency strategy. I'm sorry, a broader emerging strategy on the left. Uh, in its bid to legally engineer favoritism for a green transition. Folks, these are criminally insane children. They are an existential threat to civilization, to our children, our grandchildren's lives and fortunes. Why are they being allowed to function in the courtrooms and, and why are we just snickering about this? This is nothing to snicker at. So these people have to be stopped because eventually this ends up, eventually this ends up with some guys with guns on one side of a fence and some guys with guns on the other side of the fence and everybody stops snickering at some point. This is an existential threat. And uh, it has to be stopped with extreme prejudice. Uh, or it's going to lead it to, yeah, it, it's going to lead to, uh, well, what I just said. So why can't we, as the adults, why do we find it impossible to stop these criminally insane children from doing obviously criminally insane things? that obviously threaten the lives and the fortunes of our children and grandchildren. Why is that? Men who are undermined by their own sin tend to turn a blind eye to the sins of others. 
And that destroys civilization. And only Jesus fixes that. You see, even a man who is a sinner and has things that he's ashamed of, if he holds up Jesus as the, as the standard, not me, I'm just a sinner. I, but Jesus is the standard. And so these criminally insane children cannot be allowed to violate that standard. So hold him up as the standard, not me as the standard. But here in America, we've got two or three generations of adults who've been running the country for a generation who have just a ton of embarrassing, horrible, awful sins in their lives that they're incredibly guilty about. And they haven't brought that all to Jesus and found a way to requiet the, the guilt and so they have a hard time judging the kids, no matter how insane the kids get. And that destroys civilization, eventually. And then the, the guilt-ridden, stone-spent adults, so they, they don't realize they've destroyed civilization until all of a sudden they can't go to the store and buy potatoes, and then they want to protest. Well, it's a little late at that point. It's a little late at that point. All right, uh, let's see. Now, we were just talking about Denver Health, uh, the hospital. Uh, we've got another hospital-related stories. This is from the Death of the West file. The chief medical officer at Regional Medical Center in Massachusetts, I'm sorry, Milford Regional Medical Center, Massachusetts, is one Dr. Peter Shmulovitz. Hmm? So what do you what do you what's the one thing you know about Peter Shmulovitz when you read his name? Huh? You know that his forefathers received the oracles of God. That's what you know about Peter Shmulovitz. At some point in the past, his family had some connection to the living God and the creator of everything. Well, now Peter says that at his hospital, misgendering someone might just cost you your life. That's right. His, his, the new policies at Milford Regional Medical Center mean that the hospital may deny care to patients who make offensive statements. That's right. And uh, let's see. Shmuley says, quote, Everyone should expect a safe, caring, and inclusive environment in all of our spaces. Our visitor code of conduct helps us meet this goal. Words that are disrespectful, racist, discriminatory, hostile, or harassing are not welcome and will not be tolerated. Potential violations could lead to a patient being denied care but they will be allowed to explain their point of view as they lay dying in the parking lot. Those bastards. Uh, so, uh, the, the policy there at the hospital outlines uh, what kind of comments could leave you bleeding to death in the parking lot would be comments about race, race ethnicity, accent, religion, gender, Sexual orientation, a sexual orientation, or other personal traits. What's that? So what is that? 
refusal to see people based on these personal traits disrupts another patient's care or experience. And so they don't want you in the hospital if you're going to disrupt anyone's experience with their own personal traits. So that's basically them saying, if we don't want you in the hospital, we're going to let you die in the parking lot. But the one thing we don't have to worry about is the hospital is probably about to collapse under the weight of all the illegal immigrants. <laughs> all the illegal aliens flooding the hospital. And the junkies, I think it's probably the junkies more in, in Massachusetts than the, than the wetbacks, actually. Probably would have collapsed that hospital. And, um, you know, hopefully once all this collapses in on itself and crushes all the criminally insane children, then the adults can take over again. Folks, the medical profession. People like uh, Chief Medical Officer Peter Shmulevitz. The medical profession is the head of the dragon. I, I never would have guessed this. I used to think people who said things like this about doctors were insane conspiracy theorists until I lived through COVID with all the doctors I worked with. And I saw them all lockstep, willing to do pretty much anything. I believe the doctors would have done anything up to killing people to keep their jobs, to keep their positions. Then they very well may have killed people. I mean, I, I don't have all the... Uh, I don't have all the evidence, but God does, and we'll find out someday what exactly they did to keep their position. The doctors are the high priests of the criminally insane cult that has seized civilization. And that criminal cult, by the way, is willing to drag civilization straight into a murder-suicide. And the doctors at the head of the snake, appear to me to be willing to drag everyone into a murder-suicide in order to keep their position. To keep their uh, 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 salaries. Their money. I, I don't know. I mean, you know what? I I'm not sure how much it costs to become a doctor and how much in, in debt you go, but I, I think it's a, a, a couple hundred thousand dollars. So I wonder to myself... Is it possible that student loans were intended to be an instrument of intimidation and control over graduates? Especially doctors, especially lawyers, they pay the most. They come out of school so in debt they're practically a slave. To who? Well, to the machine that educated them. So the doctors come out. They're, they're a slave to the machine for a couple, quarter of a million dollars, whatever. Well, you think he's going to step out of line? I wonder if that was intended with the student loans or if that's just the way it kind of ended up because people tend to do stupid things and get themselves in trouble. I, I don't really know, but I do believe it has turned out that way. And then, of course, the, the godlessness of the medical profession, the rejection of even, even the Hippocratic Oath. Just remember who was at the vanguard of the Nazi influence on German civilization. It was the doctors.
It's the Weekly Worldview, and I'm your host, Doug McBurney, and welcome back. We are, uh, so that reminds me of the, uh, the doctors, right? I work with a lot of doctors in my day job, and and you, you like, why am I so down on doctors? Because I work with so many doctors, and I see so many of them now with going in for the gender affirming care, writing clinical papers on 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 how to how to violate and corrupt and destroy another human being for money. It's despicable. I had to sit through a lecture from a a medical professional about the paper they were going to present at a professional organization meeting on something, 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 this and that and the other, this and that, gender-affirming care, something, something, something. It was, it was, the title was like 55 words long with gender-affirming care stuck in the middle. I wanted to vomit. So anyway, I, that's, I, I just can't imagine... I I, just, I can't imagine what it must be if, if you were a Christian and you had to go work in that environment on a daily basis, like go to the hospital where they're chopping them off and trimming them and clipping them and snipping them and drugging them. And I just don't know. And you know that's going on. I, 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 ugh, yuck. All right. Now, speaking of yuck, it's about enough of that. It's depressing. But I don't want to depress anyone. Let's go to the decline and fall file where... <laughs> A new poll indicates that uh, about almost 30% of Generation Z identifies as perverts. Just to put it simply, I mean, they call it LGBTQ, to just sex perverts. Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, or queer. Almost 30% of the grandchildren of the guys who put a man on the moon identify as queers all right anyway i i you know what i want to know about this poll this was featured in one of my alternate right-wing news uh, outlets whatever how many of the kids in this poll go to government schools do you want to bet all of them you know what i would like to see someone pull up a uh, poll the homeschool Community, I, I'm not going to use that word, community. I hate that word. I want to see someone poll homeschoolers and find out how many of the homeschool kids identify as any of that. You know what? I'm going to a homeschool conference in the spring. Lord willing, with Real Science Radio, we're going to go to a homeschool conference in the spring. And I think we're going to do an informal poll while we're there so that we can announce it on the air and let people know that the end is not nigh. That there's actually a, a significant number of American children of, of the next next generation who are fine. They're being raised in the fear and admonition of the Lord and they'll save these other crazy sex perverts from themselves despite them. Because of the love of Jesus Christ, our children will save their children from themselves. So at least some of them. As many as we can. And we're glad to do it. And we're willing to, we're willing to save the adults. And of course, when I say save, I don't mean actually save. I can't do that. But we're willing to do what we can for you sad, hopeless, godless heathens. Before you kill yourselves... 
and get us killed. All right. Now, uh, speaking of polls, since we're doing polls, there's another poll that says abortion is going to motivate voters in 2024. The Democrats say a vote for Donald Trump is a vote to ban abortion across the country. Uh-huh. That's Julie, one of Biden's campaign managers. Of course, that's what she would say. Um, she says we're going to make sure that every single voter knows that Donald Trump wants to ban abortion across the country, which Donald Trump does not want to do. In fact, I, I, I predict he'll give a speech where he'll actually outline exactly what abortions he's okay with. I mean, besides the one that he's paid for in his allegedly voice. Um, according to the article from Newsmax, which is sold out urinalists, infiltrated with urinalists, sold out to the, to the machine. Yeah, Newsmax is. Support for abortion rights drove women to the polls during 2022 midterms, delivering Democrats unexpected success. Um, that, of course, and the cheating, which Newsmax doesn't make. Newsmax leaves out the cheating part. Uh, but, of course, without all the abortion-crazed uh, heathens, the cheating would not have worked as well. So it's, a, it's all a part of, they all work together. Many voters, according to Newsmax and polling data, are turned off by a 2024 Trump-Biden rematch. You know what I've noticed is that every election where there's a rematch, the media always says everyone's turned off by this rematch. And then that same media outlet rakes in millions and millions and millions of dollars on political ads that apparently everybody watches. <laughs> Maybe nobody's actually watching them because everyone's turned off. And this is all just a scam being run on us. Newsmax will be so covered with ads you'll be barely be able to read it. Yeah, right by by August for crying out loud. All right, everyone's turned off, huh? Okay. Uh, Democrats believe abortion will motivate their base and help expand their coalition. Uh, well, I mean, expand their coalition to to a certain degree. I mean, besides for all the people killed, that, that's so. Isn't that isn't that uh, instructive? That. Uh, the leftists, the criminally insane pile of perverts who have seized civilization, are willing to sign a murder-suicide pact for temporal political power. So they're willing to promote the death of the next generation to preserve their own power and money. That's terrifying. That's terrifying that someone would be willing to do that. I'll tell you, it's a long way from uh, Plymouth plantation that's I'm, I'm reading that now i finished my i finished the 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 winston churchill biography and anyway winston churchill was not as conservative as i thought and i didn't realize that winston churchill and every other godless governing official of the early 20th century basically sowed the seeds of what's happening right now in fact i should get to the death spiral let me see i mean did i say did I say death spiral? I meant death spiral. Let me get to that real quick. Uh, well, I'll get to that in a second. Let me finish with Churchill and Plymouth Plantation. So Churchill and all of the rest from 1900 to 1920, they all, uh, uh, I'm sorry, 1920 to about 1935, they all instigated old age pensions. 
And that was the poison pill against Western civilization. That's what's going to collapse us, at least financially in the end. And that was the camel's nose under the tent into a God-fearing government. It now became socialist, neo-Nimrodian, evil, wicked, horrible, corrupt communism, basically. A communism on a slow boat. And, and Winston Churchill was a part of it, and so was FDR. Of course, we know FDR, but everyone else. So the, uh, the seeds of the impending collapse were sown 100 years ago, before any of us were born. And uh, we're all going to pay the piper. But, uh, oh, Plymouth Plantation, by the way. So I'm reading it. I had, a, I had a discussion with a good friend about should we have or promote, should we have or promote a founding myth? Should there be a founding myth around America? And the founding myth has been the Mayflower and the Pilgrims and how hard they worked and how much they loved God, took care of each other. Well, I'm reading the actual report uh, of Plymouth Plantation, and I'm telling you the founding myth is not far from the truth. Of course, we leave out a lot of the bickering and, 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 and the bad and, and a lot of the, you know, the ambition and the personality clashes and, the, and, and some of the vitriol, because that's, all, that's always in like, every human endeavor. But the founding myth of, of what I was taught when I was in second grade is not far from the truth. And so, yeah, I'm all for promoting. Is it embellished? A little bit, of course. So, but it's more profoundly true than it is embellished. And so I support teaching our children that the pilgrims came here as, as uh, uh, Christian exiles for freedom and liberty and to serve God, because it's absolutely true. And you can read it in their own words, so... Um, but now, where now? How, how did I get off on that? Where, where was I? Oh, I was in this Newsmax story, but it's just unbelievable. <laughs> I know. Uh, Democrats believe abortion will be. Oh no, I got to finish with uh, uh, Churchill. And no, I did. I finished with Churchill. Um, oh yeah. Okay. So I don't really care what the what the Democrats think about abortion. I know that the the Republicans think they can thread the needle by supporting certain innocent people being killed, but then standing up and saying how good they are because they're against uh, certain other people, innocent people being killed. I'm not buying any of that. The Democrats are, are crazed perverts, hell-bent on, on dragging us all into a murder-suicide. So there you have it. But there, that's the two sides you have to choose from. It's like you wish, you wish some of the guys from the Pilgrims were around, some of the guys off the Mayflower. Um, all right, so let's... Uh, so now, speaking of the... Speaking of the seeds of the impending collapse having been planted by our grandparents and great-grandparents, uh, let's, uh, let's look at what's happening financially here. This is from the war file because, well, I don't know, because this might be why there's about to be a war. As I read more about history and war and economic reality, the, the more I realize that... Um, when the ruling elites spend themselves into a, a just a, an unworkable position from which there is no recovery of their fortunes, so it seems like they accumulate enough power and money to start wars, and they do because then there's kind of a reset of everything, and and I think they kill a lot of the people that they want 
that they need. Anyway, it's just very ugly. I think when we get to heaven and we learn how personal and petty and small some of the greatest events in human history were, that we're just going to be shocked at just how distasteful and, and disgusting it all was. You're telling me a hundred million people got killed because of that? Yeah, that. We'll see. Um, so let's go to uh, a report from our gold guy. This is a guy who wants to sell you gold. All right, so obviously he's biased, but um, we'll just listen, hear him out. He says, unless <clears throat> it becomes acceptable to cut Social Security, military spending, and welfare... The interest on the national debt is going to exceed the defense and everything else in the budget except for Social Security. It's going to be a trillion dollars in 2024 for the first time. And not only that, interest on the debt is going to exceed everything else in the budget except the communist poison pill. That's Social Security. Anyway, I'm just putting two, two and two together and saying, okay, now we're, we obviously, we've got to be reaching some sort of critical mass here. Because, well, first of all, I think a trillion dollars a year is, is a bit of a, a mental, uh, it, it's a bit of a mental hurdle that it's going to be hard for people to get over. I, I'm talking about people who want to buy America's debt or people who need to be convinced to buy America's debt. I think we're going to see a psychological barrier that's going to get everyone's attention at, at the very least. Anyway, uh, this the, the, the gold guy report, borrowing money to pay interest has a compounding effect and interest expense grows exponentially. The U.S. government's out of options. The question is whether it will default, not whether it will default, but how. The most expedient option is issuing more debt, but the problem is if higher interest rates are off the table and you can't entice more natural buyers who'll finance the debt, well, then who buys the debt? Well, then the Federal Reserve buys the debt uh, with dollars that it's basically creating out of thin air, and you can only do that for so long. We've been doing it for a long, 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 long time. So anyway, um, so here we sit and, and we realize that, in fact, promising retirement money to old people, it was immoral. Mm -hmm. It was immoral, self-serving, political grandstanding that they all took part in. So all of the politicians of the early 20th, 20th century were immoral socialists. All of them unguided by biblical understanding, frightened into foolish and cowardly political pandering by events like the financial crises, the various financial crises that ran from the end of the 19th into the middle of the 20th century. Uh, the, the, the Great Depression being one of them. And by the way, folks... The Great Depression is one of the most overblown crises in American history. It's so overhyped as to how terrible it was. It, 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 it was bad, okay? 
people lost money. People were people were standing bread lines. Yeah, I'm not going to say it wasn't bad. But I'm telling you, the politicians have held that event over their own heads, the heads of each other and the heads of us, as if it's the sword of Damocles waiting to come and chop our heads off. It's basically been used to bludgeon any sense of godliness or liberty left in our government and, and made, made generations be terrified of some sort of financial collapse. And, so, and, and it's brought upon us more and more godless, socialistic, communist tyranny. That's the one thing people who lord it over other people are good at is, is getting them to operate in a state of fear. And, and we've watched it happen. And now, the, I mean, how long can the Fed act like they're buying debt when they're actually not? I, I, I just don't know how long they can keep this. I mean, they've kept it going my whole life. And every financial accountant and every financial advisor, everyone I've ever talked to has said, don't worry, Doug, they're never going to let it. You, you're, 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 you're being unreasonable. They're not going to let it collapse. So I, do I hope they're right? I guess I hope they're right. I don't know. Anyway, it just seems when you're when the interest on your debt exceeds your military budget, and the military budget, by the way, is grossly bloated beyond anything reasonable. That just seems to be a deal for me. All right. Uh, let's see. What do we want? Oh, let's end with the latest mass shooting that didn't make the news. Yeah, last Monday afternoon, seven people shot to death at a residence in Joliet, Illinois. Um, there was first a random shooting in Joliet. Listen to this. A random shooting resulting in one fatality. What is that? It was, it was someone was shot and murdered, was what the, but nobody reports this way. Way too many words. Too much urinalism. So that, that random shooting where someone was murdered led police to a house where they found just piles, just found people dead all over the house, basically. Um, I think there were seven seven victims and a suicide. I don't know how this goes. That Now they report the guy with the dead. Now you can't ever tell. The people dead in the house were all related to each other. And the suspect who killed himself was related to them. Uh, police didn't specify this or that because they were on to the next mass murder. So police wanted to look into what happened, but they had, there was another shooting they were called to while they were investigating. Yeah. Uh, and plus, you know, it doesn't really matter because everyone's dead and there will be no grist for the justice system to grind through. The industry won't really make much of a living off this. So let's just move on to the next one. And we will because we have to. And But those ordained by God to stop this They'll, they'll all be held to account, from you and me uh, right on up to the president and the judge and all the lawyers and everybody else. All right. That's it for the Weekly Worldview. Should the Lord tarry, we will return next week. And until then, may the grace of God go with you, and may the peace of Jesus Christ be upon you. <laughs>